Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I saw today a woman who finally became hard as wood all over. It was a French doctor named Guy Patton. He wrote these words in 1692. This is the first clinical description of fibrodysplasia officacans progressiva, or FOP, a disease that slowly and irreversibly turns people into solid bone. The disease imprisons the entire body, back to front, top to bottom. Ligaments, tendons, muscles, they solidify as the body becomes just hard as cement. The rogue gene of FOP has one goal, to slowly harden the body until it's dead. We're in a sermon series now called Witnesses to Christ, and today... This evening, we meet Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate is one of the most notorious people in human history. He's right up there with with Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, uh, and Osama bin Laden. If if, uh, Pilate's name was announced at a baseball game, the crowd would begin booing and throwing their beer cans. The Apostles' Creed includes these words for us. Born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate has an acute case of spiritual FOP. Only in Pilate's case, the gene went straight to his heart, back to front, top to bottom. Spiritual FOP has only one goal, slowly harden our hearts until it's physically dead, or until we're spiritually dead. Thing is, though, we don't notice at first, do we? At first, well, we say, well, our, our priorities might just be a little bit mixed up. But then very slowly before we know it, well, we stop praying. We stop repenting. We stop trusting in Jesus. And then the day comes where words such as Jesus or Holy Communion or Bible study or baptism or worship or Easter or salvation, they have no impact on us whatsoever. That's because spiritual FOP has one goal. Slowly harden our hearts until we're spiritually dead. Pilate knows. According to a Latin inscription found in 1961 on a Mediterranean coast, Pontius Pilate was a a Roman governor of Judea for 10 years, from AD 26 to 36. And Pilate came from a middle-class family. Don't forget that. It's huge. Pilate was from a middle-class family. Pilate served uh, in the Roman army in Germany, and one year while he was uh, on leave in Rome, he married an upper-class woman named Claudia Procula. Claudia was the, great, or was the granddaughter of Caesar Augustus of the Roman Empire. So the granddaughter of Caesar Augustus, the the, the Roman emperor, well, Pilate, Pilate was in. Because of this connection, Pontius Pilate got a position that he would never have gotten in any other way. And what position was that? Well, governor of Judea. That's Pilate's past. 
the posse that was led by Judas Iscariot arrests Jesus on a Thursday night. Jesus then stands trial before Annas and Caiaphas and finally before the the whole Sanhedrin, which was the the Jewish uh, Supreme Court. They accused Jesus of blasphemy because blasphemy was punishable by death. But there's one problem, though. See, the Jews can condemn a man to death, but they can't carry out the sentence. Before Jesus can be executed, the Jews must get, well, whose consent? Pilate's. That's his part. Famously for the ages, that's Pilate's part. That's what John says. They led, John, uh, they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They brought Jesus to the Roman fortress, uh, Antonia. It was about 6 a.m., and they're all there. The chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, all of them. And they have Jesus right where they want him. And soon they will have Pilate right where they want him. Pilate asks a few routine questions, such as, what has this man done wrong? The thing is, the Jews don't answer directly. Why? Because there's no Roman law against blasphemy. The Jews can't say, well, this man claims to be the Messiah, because Pilate would just wave his hand, and and that would be that. After all, Roman history tells us that Pilate didn't like the Jews. Pilate didn't understand the Jews. Pilate didn't waste his time in religious debates with with Jews. Pilate's heart was becoming harder by the minute. Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And the all-important word here is king, right? King means one one thing to the Jews, which means Messiah. It means something else to the Romans, It means military ruler. Jesus answers Pilate, you say that I am king. This means, well, yes, I'm a king, but not the kind of king you are thinking of. But see, the the, the chief priests, they want to confuse Pilate into thinking that, that Jesus is a revolutionary leader and thus a threat, a military threat to Rome. It doesn't work because Jesus tells Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. And then he tells Pilate, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate cynically says, what is truth? Pilate's heart is becoming hard as cement. Pilate has Jesus scourged, just short of death. But the crowd, they want more. They want Christ killed, and so the Jews play the trump card. They say to Pilate, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. And Pilate knows exactly what they mean by that. The Caesar, or the king at that time, was named Tiberius, and he was sick. He was always suspicious, and he was often violent. Suetonius, a, a Roman historian, tells us that, that Tiberius could turn on his underlings and he could be savage. Tiberius would not like getting news about a riot in Judea, especially when Judea's governor was appointed only because of family connections. And Pilate was, after all, just middle class. So the Jews 
blackmail Pilate, pure and simple, and it works. Now, if the choice had been between Jesus and, and the Jews, Pilate would have let Jesus go. But that's not how the Jewish leaders frame the issue. Their blackmail makes it a choice between Jesus and Rome. And this is Pilate's predicament. The Jewish blackmail makes it a choice between Jesus and Rome. People will do many things to save their jobs, their status, their reputation. People will do many things to save their skin. They will even crucify an innocent man. Pilate asks, shall I crucify your king? This king isn't the military type looking for a battle. Not at all. This king is the suffering and the bleeding type looking for us. He is the king who cleanses sin-stained hearts. He is the king who heals deep brokenness. The king who calls us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. The king who triumphs over death. The king who knows the exact place and time of his execution. And he still goes there anyway for us. The chief priests answer, we have no king but Caesar. Things are getting out of hand. Jewish riot would end Pilate's political career, so he caves in. Pilate has Jesus executed, nailed to a cross by his hands and his feet, lifted up to hang, suspended between heaven and earth. Why did Pilate do it? His heart had become as hard as Mount Rushmore. Did you see Pilate's pattern? What's in it for me? That's what we see throughout John 18 and 19. What's in it for me? That's Pilate's pattern. Pilate's climbing the ladder of success. Pilate cares only for himself, and he's trashing everyone who gets in his way. That's a pattern that we follow more often than we care to admit. We are all finally not that much different from Pilate. What's in it for me? Well, that's a recipe for a hard heart. And a hard heart is like a wrecking ball. It mangles marriages, it kills kids, and it finishes off families and friends. Spiritual FOP is killing us. Is your heart hard? Is it callous? Is it insensitive? Indifferent? Is it dead? Well, it's not too late. Your Heavenly Father will create in you a clean heart, a new heart, a heart that is spiritually alive. He'll mold your stony heart back into life. This is his promise for you in Christ Jesus. From Ezekiel 11, 18, or 19, I will give them one heart. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh, and I will give them a heart of flesh. God will take away our stony, stubborn heart and give us a tender and responsive heart. And what's it mean? It means that our heart will beat again. Amen.
May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, the King who has come to save.